0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Post to Post. Firstly, we would like to begin the show by congratulating the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning their second Stanley Cup in franchise history, but (coughs) cough, cough, officially winning their first Stanley Cup, cough, cough, 2004 playoffs. I know some Flames fans are thinking the same thing. So, Tampa Bay defeated Dallas in the finals with a 4-1 series lead and a Game 5 win of 2-0. Now, Tampa Bay was just unstoppable after they got their rest. Steven Samkos played 2 minutes and 47 seconds, got a goal, but that's all they needed from him. And they won their Stanley Cup. Uh, This is the first time Commissioner Gary Bettman was not booed, which uh, seemed a little odd, but you know, uh, they couldn't put in the boo sound when he was talking, you know. Otherwise, someone would have lost their job. Uh, but other than that, they had won the Stanley Cup, and Victor Hedman, defenseman, was given was awarded the Conn Smythe Trophy, winner for most outstanding player during the playoffs. He defeated his teammate by one point, Braden Point. Uh, it was literally a one point difference. Uh, so. It was really close. This the first time in history that it has happened. I honestly believe that uh, Braden Point had a bigger impact than Victor Hedman, but I was wrong. Uh, my vote doesn't count. I don't get to vote in these things. But that's what happened. So they had won the Stanley Cup and have gone back to Florida where they have partied in style. Alex Killorn with the championship belt. You know, getting on that jet ski and stuff. Uh, Pat Maroon, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, won it with St. Louis last year and now went with Tampa. So it looks like he's on a hot streak for wherever he goes is winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, but yeah, they celebrated with their fans, obviously in a safely uh, safely manner. So, but uh, not all good news, though, because they had finally reported that Steven Stamkos, their captain, is dealing with complications since his hernia surgery. Uh, in, since February, and that's why he hasn't been playing except for the 2 minutes and 47 seconds he played in Game 3. But uh, still, he's got his cup. The team's got their cup. They're celebrating. They're having fun. And the 2020 season is officially over. So now, with that season being over, we look towards the nhl draft and in the nhl free agency now what will happen at the draft who's going to make a splash who's going to sign where? that's here where we discuss so the 2020 draft will happen october 6th and 7th with round one taking place on the sixth while the rest will happen on the seventh free agency is set to open on october 9th so only a few days so new york islanders sorry new york rangers Hold the first pick this year. Who are they going to take? Shouldn't be pretty hard to guess who are they going to take. Franchise player uh, Alexis Lafreniere, a left winger from the QMJHL. According to Sportsnet, they say he's believed to be all the hype from the past three years. His creativity and competitiveness will make teammates and coaches take notice right away. He is a franchise player. He is like Connor McDavid. They're saying he's another Connor McDavid. He's going to make a huge impact for the team. Uh, I don't see New York Rangers giving up this pick. I think they have the tools with him to adding him will make them a competitive team. They will probably challenge for the Stanley Cup, and, but they will not win for a couple of years. But I think they're on the right path. Now, your top, you still have two other picks. Your top. Your second pick is Tim Stilze from Germany. He's ranked second. Uh, Sportsnet ranks him as second, and they say he's a world-class skater with world-class skill who is smart enough to handle playing center position in the NHL. Another German player, uh, similar style to Leon Dreisaitl, who had just won the Hart Trophy this year. So looks whoever is getting him is going to have a good choice. Uh, And thirdly ranked is OHL's Quinton Byfield, played alongside Lafreniere in Team Canada at the World Juniors this year. And he's ranked third. And according to Sportsnet, he is scratching the surface of what will be a mountain of a man with a boatload of talent. The impact won't be felt immediately, but he has the same thought as what is present with Kirby Dock last June. Now, Kirby Dock had a good season with Chicago. Uh, but still, he has lots of room to go, and, you know, who knows? Maybe he's going to uh, shine in this upcoming year. But with yeah, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves around Kirby Dock, he's got some good veterans to learn from, and I'm pretty sure Quinton Byfield's going to get the same thing. So that's your top three for draft picks. We already know who's going number one. Either Byfield or Stitzel is going to go number two. But we don't know who. It's gonna be up to the draft. Uh, but who's gonna make the big splash? Who's which team is gonna show up and make the deals on the trade day? On oh, sorry, on draft day. And we all know Calgary Flames are known for making big trades at the deadline. Whether it was acquiring Dougie Hamilton back in twenty fifteen, or in the past two in, in twenty eighteen when they got Elias Lindholm and uh, Noah Hannifin for said Dougie Hamilton uh, Adam Fox and Michael Furland. So, especially because the Blue Jays, sorry, the the Flames love to do the draft. They don't, they're not a big trade deadline acquisition. They're not a big free agent guy. They're the draft guy. And, you know, it's been reported that they are looking to reamp their blue line specifically, especially since, you know, they've got five unrestricted free agents, defensemen that are Uh, Free agents this year, including TJ Brody and Travis Hamanick. And out of those, four out of those five UFAs were your regular guys. TJ Brody, Travis Hamanick, Eric Gustafson, Derek Forbert. You have those three guys. So do they go after the trade market? Do they go into free agency and go after names like Petrangelo? Do they take a chance on injury-prone Chris Tanev? From, who played in Vancouver, what did they do? But we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, and speaking of someone who was connected to the Flames, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, who he had submitted a team list to the Arizona Coyotes, and both the Alberta teams of Calgary and Edmonton are not on that list. The two teams that are reported on that list is Boston and Vancouver, I see Boston going after him just because they don't know what's going on with Tory Krug. Will he resign? Will he not resign? And they want to win the cup. And they're miss with Zdeno Chara, most likely retiring this year and not playing. They'll need someone. And I think all the recollection will fit well in that team. Vancouver, again, they do need defensemen. They've got not as much cap space. Uh, but, you know, I could see him going to Vancouver, but I think Boston's a higher candidate for them. Uh but speaking of free agency, we have an extra goaltender added to the list, and it's quite sad. Uh Henrik Lunquist has been officially bought out franchise goaltender. Franchise goaltender in wins in shutouts, in games played. Uh Lunquist was a seventh round pick by the New York Rangers, who turned out to be a gem. Uh he was the diamond in the rough. He was their guy. Obviously, with age has uh, slowed down, but Lanquist was just an amazing goaltender. He knew how to play. Still, he knows how to play. He can steal games for you. He hasn't had the run support or the defense, but he can continuously uh, make that game excellent and steal those games for you. Now, was a is actually still my favorite goaltender and is the guy, reason I played hockey and I, re, I stayed as a goalie because he was a seventh-round pick. No one expected him to make the NHL. No one expected him to even be a starting goalie in the NHL. No one even expected him to be a franchise goalie in the NHL. But he took all that criticism and made it. He was a fantastic goaltender. He took all that criticism and he... Pushed through, he broke every single expectation. Not just at the NHL level, even at the national level, winning with Sweden, the national team. Uh, whether it was juniors, whether it was Olympics, he was the guy. He was the team with the national team as well for many years, and it's sad to see him go down this path. But I honestly hope that he gets another shot at in the NHL. Uh, similar with Craig Anderson, he was. Uh, great for uh, Ottawa, and he had huge amount of potential, and he proved it, and he holds so many records by goaltender for that franchise. But you know what? Everyone has to move on. Everyone, it's all straight business, and I know that, and uh, we'll see what happens on October 9th if Henrik Lundqvist goes somewhere else and brings his no you know, a unique style of, you know, pad, pads with uh, Bauer's digital print. They know how to customize pads. Who knows? What's going to happen? Where is he going to go? What pad design are we going to get? No one knows. But let's see what happens. So let's go through the Canadian teams and just see what their off-season plans or what they're going to do. Now, we'll start with the East, Toronto. Now Toronto huge upset by losing to the Columbus Blue Jackets in the qualifying round. Uh, criticism Toronto media completely out there. They Toronto media is one of the worst media's to work with. They will hammer you every single chance they get. They will love you, but they will still hammer you. Now they need defense. They've always need defense but they have such a cap space issue with the massive contract of Tavares, of Matthews, of Marner, the big guys, Nylander, they can't afford him. So they've got just over 6 million in cap space. But do they go after Petrangelo? He's going to definitely get over 7 million for sure. So do they trade Nylander? for him uh, to get some cap space and then bring in Angela I know Calgary would love uh, their hometown boy uh, of uh, a William Nylander to come to Calgary, um, but will the price be right? Uh, do you go back after and talk to Tyson Berry and be like, look, we want you back. You know, it didn't have the greatest year. Why don't you come back, prove another year again? Here, here's a bridge deal. Go from there. I don't think they go back to Tyson Berry. I think Tyson Berry is a West Con- Western Conference guy. He does not like playing against the and playing in the Eastern Conference. I think he comes back to the Western Conference. So I don't think Berry is a an option there. Uh, maybe Sammy Vatnine is a question mark, but again he's injury prone. Uh, Chris Tanev again question mark injury prone. But uh, do they go after T.J. Brody? who is from Toronto, is that a question mark? But as there was rumors before, when Calgary was attempting to trade uh, TJ Brody for Nie- William Nylander, they didn't want him. Or Brody did not want to go to Toronto. He wanted to stay in Calgary. And still, I believe to this date, he still wants to stay in Calgary. So Toronto has a lot of issues with you know, cap space and how to use beneficially use that cap space. Uh, they just signed uh, Jake Muzzin to a f- uh, four-year contract just up uh, north of $4 million. So they need to get some solid defensemen on that top pair because Morgan Riley can't do it on his own. he got to be something. And going after Tory Krug, I don't think it's going to happen either. Um, they don't have the cap space to sign him at all. So I think, you know, uh, Toronto's got a lot, a lot of thinking to do, and now they want to do it. Uh, But moving on to their counterparts in Ontario, we go to Ottawa, they're in the rebuilding stage, uh, but they need some veteran experience. They need some guys to teach these kids uh, things about the league, you know, get used to them. Uh, You know, they need some forwards, they need some D, they've got some good, you know, uh, They've got uh, Thomas Chabot, who's a great defenseman, who's going to be a, a great leader in this and uh, for Ottawa. Brady Kachuk as well. Uh, Anthony DeClaire is an R uh, UFA, but I think they bring him back. But they need some veteran leadership. Uh, they've got they've basically got their goaltender, starting goaltender Anders Nielsen, uh, and Philip Gustafson, I believe, is going to be backing him up. Uh, but he's also a young goaltender, so. They need some veteran experience, uh, both on the forwards and on the D. So I think they get a couple of uh, veteran forwards on a cheap contract, a couple one-two-year deals, but nothing more than that. Uh, I think, honestly, with Bobby Ryan being bought out, that was such a bad move by Ottawa. He's a great player, great leadership. He showed he overcame his uh, alcohol abuse, and he came back, and he's just such a phenomenal player. And I honestly believe Bobby Ryan might come to the to the west side, uh, and come to either Calgary or Vancouver, because he's got that grit, and he's got that experience, and you need that experience. And I think Ottawa did him dirty, and you know that's that's the day it is. But you know, Ottawa did what they did, but let's see what happens, cause you know your veteran leadership of Bobby Ryan and Craig Anderson are gone, uh, but you know what? They actually have forty, just north of $43 million in cap space. They got a lot of money to spend. So if they're willing to spend that kind of money, let them do it. But I think they still need to do a rebuild. Uh, they're still a couple years away before spending a spending re, real amount of money. And they're going through a brand change right now. They're bringing back their old-style logo. Uh, new jerseys are coming. They haven't been announced yet, but they're going through a rephase and they're trying to... Redesign who they are. And I know the GM and the owner are heavily involved. And it's going to be an interesting offseason what Ottawa does. Uh, but moving on over to Montreal. They have a big free agent pending. RFA Max Domi, who came over from Arizona for Alex Galchenyuk. I believe that was the trade. Uh, but yeah, that was a huge... He's uh, a huge guy who needs to be signed. They've got $18.36 million in cap space right now, so manageable to sign Domi as well as find someone else. Uh, Montreal's biggest thing is they need to get uh, fill in the blue line. And Tory Krug is a big guy who would be a guy that they're looking at. And I see Tory Krug going to Montreal and filling that top line with uh, Shea Weber. So I think that's basically where... Montreal needs. They also need to get some depth on forward. Uh, They've looked into Kyle Sorderberg from Colorado. Uh, They need that depth scoring. And I think that fits well in Montreal's lineup. And they need some veterans. And they've looked into reacquiring Ilya Kovalchuk after trading him to Washington uh, at the trade deadline. But I think, you know, they need some veterans as well. Uh, They've got some good leadership. They've got Thomas Tatar. They've got uh, some good other guys, but, you know, they need more. And uh, Ilya Kolchuk actually played well for them. And, you know, I think what they did uh, by trading, uh, they got uh, Jake Allen. And so their goaltending has got really strong. They've got, uh, I would say, one of the best goaltenders in the world, Carey Price, and they've got Jake Allen. Two guys who can steal you games, who are unbelievable. Price stole the, the series against Pittsburgh in the qualifying round. So I think, you know, they're... They've got, some, they've got good goaltending, so uh, I keep my eye out on Montreal. I think they're a team to beat. Uh, I think they're going to be uh, one of the top teams in in the Atlantic Division. Uh, but moving on. We're moving on to the west, to the middle of the Canadian team. Uh, Winnipeg Jets. Now, the Winnipeg Jets are a very interesting case. They are looking... They're looking at a rebuild, possibly. Uh, rumors is that Line a wants to be traded. He is tired of being part of the team. I think they keep Line. A. I think they spend some money. They've got fifteen point five million in cap space. Uh, they got some time. They can do it. You know what? They're good at what they do. You know, they just need to fix their defense. They got a Vesna Trophy winner in net in Connor Hallebuck. Laurent Poceau is a, who is a free agent. I think you bring him back. He's a good, solid backup goaltender. But they need blue line. And, you know, going after someone like Tori Krug uh, or Petrangelo. But I don't know if they have the cap space for it. But those are a big name. But I think they go after Travis Hamanick or Gustafson. I'm not going to lie. I think they go after some of those Calgary guys that are open. Because uh, those guys would fit perfectly in that team. The style that they play. uh. Losing Dustin Bufflin was a huge uh, huge loss for them. Jacob Shuba's gone. Uh, that whole line, that defenseman is completely different. Uh, I don't think I think they need to re sign Dylan DeMello. I don't think they trade Dylan DeMello. Uh but, you know, they they need to they need to figure out what's going on in their blue line and uh, convince Patrick Liney and the rest of that forward group and Mark Scheiflee as well. That they're a team to beat and they're competitive team, and they're gonna make the money and they're gonna do it. So, you know what? I gave Winnipeg, you got one goal. Make sure you're solid blue line, you got good goaltending, you got good forwards. You need that defenseman. So, go after a couple defensemen in the offseason, you got space to do it. Uh, so, let's do it. Uh, moving on to Alberta, we have the Edmonton Oilers. Big, big, big disappointment by losing to Chicago, a depleted Chicago team uh, in the qualifying round. Yes, Patrick Kane is good. Uh, yes, uh, Kubalik is good. Yes, Kane is great. Uh, Crawford didn't have a good season, but they still had Duncan Keith. But your team has a, one of the two best players, and the top players in the NHL. You shouldn't be losing to a team like that. Your goaltending was weak. Um, do they, they would have to find a solid goaltender as well as any defense. And, you know, the key injury right now is that, uh, cleft bomb, he isn't injured. He may need surgery. So if he needs surgery, he's out for a while and that's not good at all. So I basically say you got to get a good defenseman, um, whether it's, you know, going on for the trade deadline, going somewhere, um, you got to look at what you have. And they're becoming serious on Darcy Kemper as a report. Darcy Kemper is, they're looking at him seriously. And in that trade, you're going to have to give up that 14th overall pick. Uh, Arizona doesn't have a first-round pick this year or next year. Uh, this year was the trade for Hall, when they traded for Hall, and next year is due to the... Um, combine violation so they're looking for a first round pick and they're gonna have to give that up if they want Kemper Um, they also got to make a decision on whether they're going to give up that third round pick this year for the Luci Janil trade Um, but as assistant GM of uh, the Calgary Flames Greg Conroy stated that he hasn't heard anything and most likely they're going to be deferring it to 2021 uh, because they'll need it this year and they're probably going to use that pick as a trade bait. Uh, but uh, they do have some good news that they're closing in on a long-term deal with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, it's an eight-year deal, just about $7 million. Uh, could be north, could be a little bit south, but it's just around $7 million, so that's a good deal. It's good news, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen there because they might have to use him to, as a trade bait. And, you know, that's not good. Um but they're also shown instances uh Andres Johansson and Brady Seki uh, from Carolina. Uh, so they've got some good eyes on defensemen, and that's where they need. They need help on defense, and they need a good, solid backup goaltender. Uh, I don't think uh, Koskinen is a good goaltender. I think he's an average goaltender. You need that one guy who can steal you games. Uh, as you can see, Mike Smith was definitely not the answer um, there. He's a big guy. He plays the puck, but he gives up the puck way too much. Uh, so Edmonton fans, you got to ask your team. Who are you going to ask them? Who are you going to bring to this team? Who are you going to bring to help Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaito? Kyler Yamamoto is good young player. Ryan Eugene Hopkins, good young player. Your forwards are fine. Who are you going to bring in on your defense to solidify? That is your biggest issue and your goaltending. But if Clough bombs out, who do you bring? Who do you bring? Uh, they're definitely not going go to go after Angelo. They don't have the cap space for it, um, unless they give up Brian Nugent-Hopkins if he signs that seven-year deal or eight-year, eight-year, seven million-dollar deal. Uh, but let's see what happens there. Uh, but Edmonton, you gotta make a decision, what you want to do. Moving on, we have got the Calgary Flames. Now, Calgary has have had so many rumors this year, uh, especially this offseason. They have lost in three years uh, in the first round. And it's just been such a disappointment. They need to ramp up. And I know, I'm sorry, Eric Francis, guy thinks Gudron needs to be traded. This guy is, he, he. I don't like him. He's starting up rumors for no reason. He starts up stuff. Goudreau is not the wrong answer. Your forwards. You've built it. You need one more winger to bring that on the right shot, on the right side. But you got to look at your defense and your goaltending. That's where the issue's been. The crease has not been solidified since Mika Kiprasov. You need to find that goaltender who will win you games. And Tyler Parsons has been dealing with uh, health issues, uh, as well as mental issues, and he's still developing. Uh, you've got, you've got um, David Wolf, who's a seventh round pick, who's flourished, who was the CHL's goaltender of the year, but he's still young. You got to develop them. Goldies need to be developed. I don't think they bring John Gillies back. I don't. Uh, they've signed Zagadul to one more year deal. He's still developing in the AHL, but you need your starting goaltender, whether it is to bring back. Uh, Cam Talbot, who I think, who've had only one talk about, you know, he wants to be back, and Calgary said, we'd like to have you back, but nothing from there. They're going to see what their options are. And, you know, they are interested in uh, Markstrom, in Jacob Markstrom, and why not? Jacob Markstrom is a good goaltender. He, uh, him and Lindholm are best friends. They trained throughout the season, uh, off-season, uh, the, during the break, sorry, while... Uh, the whole COVID situation is going on in Sweden, so they're quite close. Will he come back? Will he come to Calgary? Uh, there's also was a rumour that they were trying looking in on Columbus goaltenders, whether it was Elvis Mislikins or if it was um, uh, Jonas Corpusalo. Both good goaltenders, uh, but they're not the answer, I would say. And do you go after Darcy Kemper again, who was linked to both Calgary and Edmonton? If I'm Calgary, I look at, you know, maybe bringing in Markstrom if I don't get him. If I look for the trade route, I get rid of Riddick and I bring Talbot in back. So you got to look at that and see who are your guys to look for. Because these guys, you know, you need to go. You need to get going because you need to solidify your goaltending. And it's not just goaltending, it's got defense. And, you know, they want to reamp their defense. They need to fix those guys. Like I said before, five, five free agent defensemen, you know, UFAs. They're not bringing them back. I would say the only person that would come back is TJ Brody if you're bringing someone back. And what are you going to do? If you are going to make a trade, you're going to have to move someone like Noah Hannafin. His name was rumored when Calgary was going after at Hall at the trade deadline. But, you know that's gonna go, or do they go after Petrangelo? You know, but then you put up the question: Do you pay your two guys, top two guys, Giordano and Petrangelo, who are both thirty-six years of age, that high amount of money for a short term, and then get and then figure out the rest of the cap space because they gotta sign Manjapani, uh they gotta sign a. But they don't have, they got uh, Zarnick as a free agent this year. Uh, like I said, Gillies is not coming back, so uh, who do you go after, right? Who do you sign? Who do you not sign? How much cap space do you have? Uh, they don't have much, they have about 16 million in cap space right now. Um, so you gotta move around people, uh, to see where things go. So Calgary's got a lot of questions, uh. They need, like I said, they need one or two pieces up front. Uh, Taylor Hall, uh, like I said in the last year, last uh, episode, uh, he wants to come to Calgary. He's a Calgary guy. Um, do you bring him? But well, what cost cost do you bring him? You're not paying him nine million for sure. So you bring him and be selling him a bridge deal. Sign him to a bridge deal because you gotta show him, prove yourself. Have another greatest season. Prove yourself. And as of this morning, uh, it was reported by Elliot Freedom Friedman that they had call had interest in bringing in Kyle Palmieri, who they also tried to acquire at the de- trade deadline last year. Uh, I don't mind that. I think he would be a good addition to that team on that's uh, on the second or third line. Uh, he brings that depth scoring, but you got to see who do you move, right? Uh, With the emergence of Dylan Dubé, Sam Bennett, if he can bring that playoff experience, that playoff life into the regular season, Um, it's going to be interesting to see who you bring. And uh, there again, they're also similar to Ottawa. They're changing their logo. They're changing their branding. It's not a well kept secret, but uh, they're supposed to be announcing their full rechange to uh, on October fifth to their retros. Uh, Home and away will be the retro jerseys and. May I say, those jerseys are beautiful. Uh, and I think it'd be a good change for them. And, you know, bringing back that uh, sharp red and the sparkle gold. Be looking good. So let's see what Calgary does uh, in the offseason. Where they are going to trade their 19th overall pick? Or will they keep it? Uh, but let's see what happens. And then, finally, we move to the west coast, the west-west coast of Vancouver. Uh... They have quite a few free agents uh, to deal with, uh, with Markstrom leaving. I don't think they bring Markstrom back. Uh, Thatcher Demko is your future, and as he's ready, as you saw in the playoffs, he basically took Vegas to the brink. Uh, He made sure Vancouver had a fighting chance every game. Uh, And I think he's your future, and especially with Seattle coming to the league, not this season, but the following season. Uh, you would lose Markstrom anyways, and you protect Demko. And like we said, uh, who would be a great person to back up Demko? Henrik Lundqvist, solid goaltender who can teach Demko very well. You also have the option of going to Craig Anderson, another free agent. They also have the option of bringing in Braden Holtby, another free agent goaltender. So Markstrom isn't the only option. Robin Leonard, we know, is going to be signed uh, by Vegas. He's not going anywhere. Neither is Mark andre Fleury. He's already stated that. So, or do you make a trade and bring in Matt Murray or Tristan Jari from Pittsburgh, who are looking to move those two? One of the two of them. So, you have that option as well. But you got to make sure you have Bertanen that you need to sign. Uh, he's an RFA. And I think you bring back Tyler Toffoli. Otherwise, those are your two main guys, and you got fourteen point three million dollars in cap space. But you gotta finish those guys, and you guys, you gotta get, uh, you gotta get those signings. But you know, anything can happen at the trade, at the free agency market. Anything happened at the draft. It's just the way it goes. So that is my thoughts on these seven Canadian teams and what they need to do. I am your host, Azam. I hope you like this episode of Post to Post. We will hopefully see you next time only on here at CMRU.ca.